This is Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine, where we help you discover the best in audiobook listening. Throughout this month, which is Audiobook Month, we're dedicating each day to one of Audiophile's Golden Voice narrators. Starting off, we are introducing five new Golden Voices who are honored with this Lifetime Achievement Award. This is Robin Witten, editor of Audiophile. And today I'm very pleased to be talking to one of Audiophile's new Golden Voices, Bonnie Turpin. Hello, Bonnie. Hello, Robin. Thank you very much. Well, you know, many individual awards for all your audiobooks precede you, but we're <laughs> delighted to honor you for the full scope of your work and your real commitment to the art of audiobook narration as a golden voice. Thank you. You've been recording for how many years? I did my first book in 2005, so it's been about 14 years. Wow. That's exciting, all that you have achieved. And, you know, I wonder what surprised you the most about this work in audiobooks? Well, it's all been kind of a surprise. I mean, from when I first started, another actress that I was in a play with had told me that Random House was having auditions for people to read audiobooks or books on tape, as they were <laughs> then referred to. <laughs> And I was not somebody who listened to books on tape. And it was all kind of weird and a fuzzy area. And I went ahead and called. And it was some time before they called me in for a, an audition. And it was far away. I lived in Hollywood then. And they were and still are in Woodland Hills, which was kind of a hike. And I went out there and. Dan Musselman and Janet Stark gave me, you know, a piece of, of copy to read. And they kind of stood back and said, hmm, okay. And, and how about this? And like, now read this. <laughs> and they handed me a couple of different things. And they were just kind of like, huh, okay. Well, that was great. Thank you. <laughs> and they had this big shelf of audiobooks that you could take that were free audiobooks. So I think I maybe took one and I left and I just thought that was the weirdest thing ever, <laughs> the weirdest audition. <laughs> and it was many months before they called me to read my first audiobook. And that was A Piece of Cake by Cupcake Brown. And Cassandra Campbell directed me and she basically taught me you know, how to do it, basically. I mean, she would tell me when to take a break. And I'm like, I'm fine. I don't need to take a break. She was like, no, take a break. <laughs> you know, every 30 pages or so, you want to stop, you know, pace yourself, rest your voice for a minute. And I liked it. And for for years, actually, I I only worked with Random House. And it was just, to me, nice. It was like a little windfall whenever I got this work and it was a little extra. It wasn't something that I was actively pursuing or trying to grow a business out of. Finally, one, one day, Cassandra Campbell again said to me, have you reached out to any of the other publishers? <laughs> you know, and I had, I had won a few earphones awards by this time. 
I may have even had won an Audi because the first Audi that I won was for the help. Nobody told me about it. Uh-huh. Uh, I I got a call from the director the day after the Audi's gala. Oh, you won. I'm just calling from New York to tell you that you won. <laughs> and I was like, what? What did I win? Nobody at the time at Random House made a big deal out of the Audi. They're much more into it now. But back then, nobody told me it was nominated. I didn't know what it was. Nothing. And such an iconic audio book. I mean, it was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't know. And, and this stuff continued to kind of come to me. And Cassandra finally asked me, had I reached out to any other publishers? I said, no. She said, well, I recommended you to Blackstone. And then I started working with Blackstone. And then, you know, finally, you know, over the years, it has kind of snowballed. But I'm just kind of always surprised <laughs> at the reach of this because it's, it's not something that I trained specifically for. It's not something that I spent a lot of time pursuing, you know? Right. And it just, it seems to keep coming. So it's all a surprise. <laughs> it does. And, you know, your fan base is huge, but you never see them <laughs> because they're... I see them on Twitter. Ah, excellent. So that's always very encouraging. If I ever feel down in the dumps, I can just go on Twitter and... <laughs> nice. And and read some of those uh those tweets from Bonnie Turpin fans. Oh, lovely. Well, I think that's one of the things that is hard often for audiobook narrators because they don't always get to see their fans and realize how appreciated they are and and how much your work means to listeners. But it's nice to have those tweets. Yeah. And they, they've contacted me. I've got, in fact, I'm sitting at my desk and there is, someone sent me a letter. Wrote me a letter. <laughs> I don't know where they got my address, but it's like they use calligraphy and they sent me a note and thanked me for my reading of Daughter of a Daughter of a Queen. Wow. And that is truly fan mail. <laughs> there you go. So you have recorded so many interesting titles all over the map of subjects, but you achieve such an emotional connection with the authors and the characters. And can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I am an actress. That is what I do. I recreate human emotion. So that I am trained for. And it's pretty easy for me when the writing is good to feel with the character. I mean, it just happens. I don't do anything special. I mean, I don't, it's not like preparing to do a play or a film. It's not like I, I do all this character research and try to walk and talk and move like the character, but just being, you know, you're reading, it's very intimate. And you're inside somebody's life. It's harder not to be affected by it than it is to, to be affected. Well, you have a very special gift with it to be to have that immediate connection. Thank you. I think you mentioned to me at one time that you have that you particularly like certain genres and, you know, have uh, have some favorites. Well, I like fiction. 
first and foremost. And of course, most of what I read is female-driven, mostly people of African descent. However, I really, really loved the Stacia Kane books that I read, and that character was not African-American. I did a series of books, Unholy Ghosts, and it's the Chess Putnam series of Stacia Kane's books. So there were three. Huh. And I just adored those books. Really, for all of the listeners, there are so many audiobooks by you to explore and to enjoy. I mean, and that is why you are a golden voice. So I so appreciate having a chance to just talk to you briefly and, and share a few of your thoughts with our listeners. Thank you. Thank you. Support for Behind the Mic comes from Oasis Audio. We'll be back tomorrow with another Golden Voice narrator. All of Audiophile's Golden Voices are profiled on our website at audiophilemagazine.com slash goldenvoices, where you can listen to samples and find an audiography of all their audiobooks. <laughs>